Peace, everybody. How are y'all doing today? This is Fasting is Life, and I am back again with another awesome video. In today's video, <laughs> we're going to talk about something very interesting. It's an interesting topic uh, I've been thinking about for a few days now. It's about yoga. A lot of you out there, probably you've heard yoga, you've seen it on TV shows, you've seen it around you. People be like, hey, you want to do some yoga and stuff like that? So, yeah. We're going to talk about this because a lot of people, uh, they're in ignorance, right? Uh, the scripture says, uh, my people suffer for a lack of knowledge. And then... The next part, it says, because thou has rejected knowledge. When you're in ignorance, right, you're unaware. But then the worst part is, while in your ignorance, you refuse to gain knowledge to get out of your ignorance. That's the worst part. So today, as you can see in the title, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, uh, for those of you who are listening through the broadcast, I got an image. That says yoga and then on each letter you got somebody performing different poses right and the title of my video today is yoga is satanism in disguise i'll repeat again yoga is satanism in disguise and i'm gonna use uh a lot of reference i'm gonna particularly go to the history of yoga, its origin, and I'm going to be using Wikipedia. There are books out there that you could purchase, but we don't have that much time. And I know you guys don't want to hear me talk about this subject for five hours. All right. So, but before we can get into it, for those of you watching me on YouTube, please let me show you this awesome picture. Please subscribe to my channel, like, share this stream. So that others may, you know, be aware of this information, not just you. Don't be, don't be selfish. So it's, it doesn't hurt to press that like button and click that share. I know you want to share, you know, you are here. <laughs> I know you want to share. I know you want to. So, yeah. All right. Now let's go back to yoga. Let's see, let me pull up the information about yoga. All right. Yoga, let's see the history. It says, yoga is a group of physical, mental, and spiritual practices or disciplines which originated in ancient India. Yoga is one of the six Astika or parenthesis orthodox schools of Hindu philosophical tra traditions. There are a broad variety of yoga schools, practices, and goals in Hinduism, Buddhism, and Jainism. So you guys uh, can look up the research on each of these. Basically, it's a different parts of religions that are originally from what you call India. 
The term yoga in the Western world often denotes a modern form of atha yoga and yoga as exercise, consisting largely of the postures or asanas. The practice of yoga has been taught to date back to pre-Vedic Indian traditions, possibly in the Indus Valley civilization around 3000 BCE. BCE uh, is short for before common era. Yoga is mentioned in the Riveda, uh, also referenced in the Upanishads. Although yoga most likely developed as a systematic study around the fifth and sixth centuries before common era. In ancient India's ascetic and sramana movements, the chronology of earliest texts describing yoga practices is unclear, varyingly credited to the Upanishads. The Yoga Sutras of Pantajali date from the second century BCE and gained prominence in the West in the 20th century after being first introduced by Swami Vivekananda and basically says Vivekananda uh, born Narendranath Datta was an Hindu, uh, Indian Hindu monk. He was a chief discipline of the 19th century Indian mystic. Keyword, Indian mystic, Ramakrishna. He was a key figure in the introduction of the Indian philosophies of Vendata and yoga to the Western world. So that's basically this guy who brought it here into the West. And when we say West, we talk about America, Europe, you know. Okay, Atha Yoga texts began to emerge sometimes between the 9th and the 11th centuries uh, with origin in Tantra. Uh, so, so it says uh, the term Tantra in the Indian tradition also, also means any systematic, broadly applicable text, theory, system, method, instrument. So. Okay, and uh, says you yoga gurus from India later introduced yoga to the West following the success of Swami Vive Kanada in the late 19th and, uh, and early 20th century with his adaptation of yoga tradition. All to simply put, yoga is a religion, is a part of religion tradition, right? So I'm I'm giving you like a little bit of background. So for those of you who may be ignorant, yoga is a religious practice. And you have people who be quote unquote religious of all the sects, whether Christians, Muslim, whatever, they're all doing this under the guise of exercise. For me personally, me being brought up in a Christian background, I was very surprised how common these days i live in the united states where there are even christian churches that have quote unquote christian yoga and i'm like wow it was unheard of like years ago it was it would be unheard of for a quote unquote someone who claims to be a follower of the bible to be to do these practices because even 
many Christians are saying in their English, you know, uh, certain knowledge they are unaware of, but those who had the foundation in the Bible, they knew that when it comes to Hinduism, it's Satanism. Those who were not ignorant, those who understand the differences, they knew that the Eastern religion he called Hinduism was Satanism. And that any practices that come from them, you have to abstain from it, even though they come under the guise of good, feel good, emotional goodness. It's about pure, we are against evil and all that stuff. They were not full about it. But it seems like in our, in our generation, you know, modern time, you know, late 80s, 90s, now we're in a, a, two, a 20, uh, was it 2000, 2020th, so two, over 20 years now. Uh, after the 21st century, you know? So let me finish up this first paragraph before we, we can get into it. Now, you know, I'm 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 trying to basically kind of prelude you and then I'm going to start tearing it apart like a lion tearing off its meat. We're going to get into this, man. Just get ready. This is just an introduction. <laughs> this is just an introduction. So hold your horses, guys. You, you, you're going to, you're going to understand and then let's see, it says, uh, outside India, it has developed into a posture-based physical fitness, stress relief, and relaxation technique. Yoga in an Indian tradition, however, is more than physical exercise. It has a meditative and spiritual core. Let me go back again. See, it says outside of India, meaning the West, how it's promoted. They say, oh, it's to posture-based physical fitness, stress relief and relaxation technique. Yeah, it's so cool. Let me go into your inner peace, clear your mind. But it says right here, this is this is where the truth begins to, to be, you know, on surface, right? Yoga in Indian tradition, going back to the motherland of the origin of yoga, however, is more than physical exercise, is more than physical exercise. It has a meditative and spiritual core. One of the six major orthodox schools of Hinduism is also called yoga, which has its own epistemology, ontology, and metaphysics, and is closely related to Hindu Samkhya. So philosophy. So let me. What I do is because I'm in Wikipedia. For, guess what? I'm reading something. You can read it too. And then I click on the word yoga. Why? Because we're in an article that says yoga. But now we're looking at the yoga where it's referenced right here that it's one of the six major orthodox schools of Hinduism. Hey, to those atheists who do yoga, hey, uh, you're not a true atheist. Yeah, they got you good, buddy. I thought you were atheist. <laughs> yeah, that's the irony. Atheist who practice. <laughs> Never mind. All right, let's see. 
Okay. Yoga philosophy. Let us read. Yoga philosophy is one of the six major orthodox schools of Hinduism. Ancient, medieval, and modern literature often refers to the yoga school of Hinduism simply as yoga. It's closely related to the Samkhya school of Hinduism. So, and then when I go to Samkhya, it says, is one of the six Astika schools of Hindu philosophy. It is most, most related to the yoga school of Hinduism and was influential on other schools of India philosophy. It forms the theor theoretical foundation of yoga. Samkhya is a enumeralist, uh, was it enumeration, uh, was it en enumerationist philosophy whose so in emerge it's it's talk about number okay so it's a complete ordered listing of the you know, so it's it it, it it sounds to me like it's more like a like a form of um numerology or something whose epistemology accepts the three six of pramanas or parentheses proofs as the only reliable means of gaining knowledge uh Let's see. It says these include, you know, pratiska. So they're using Hindu languages. So they say these include perception and inference. Uh, was a sabda word testimony. Sometimes described as one of the rationalist schools of Indian philosophy. That that kind of wait. This kind of sounds like science. Let me go on. These ancient schools' reliance on reason was exclusive but strong. It is traditionally viewed as a theistic uh, philosophy, uh, theistic, theistic, as it accepts the authority of Vedas. Samkhya is strongly dualistic and has historically been uh, theistic or non-theistic with some late atheistic authors, such as, such as the author of the Samkhya Sutras. Hey, maybe that's why uh, atheists do yoga, because... <laughs> hey, see how things kind of correlate with each other? <laughs> I didn't even read this. <laughs> uh, I don't want to get into this. So basically, you know, you have to read the whole article. So... I'm just showing it a link, like a linking chain of all these things, right? So let me go back to the yoga. Uh, let's see. Uh, wow. Okay. Eesh. Okay. Let's see. These, uh, which I just read over there, these include perception, inference, word testimony. The metaphysic of yoga is built on the same dualistic foundation as the, as the Samkhya school. The universe is conceptualized as composed of two realities in the Samkhya yoga schools, Purusa, consciousness, and Prakriti, prakriti matter. J uh, jiva, uh, was it? I don't know if they say Jiva. Jiva is a J I V A. Jiva, a living being, is considered as a state in which Purusa is bonded to. Prakriti in some form, in various per permutations and combinations, 
of various elements, senses, feelings, activity, and mind. During the state of imbalance or ignorance, one or more constituents overwhelmed the others, creating a form of bondage. The end of this bondage is called liberation or moksha by both the yoga and the and some, Samkhya school of Hinduism. The ethical theory of the yoga school is based on yamas and niyama, as well as element of the guna theory of Samkhya. The yoga school of Hinduism differs from the closely related non-theistic, atheistic Samkhya school by incorporating the concept of a personal yet essential inactive deity or personal god, Ishvara. While the Samkhya school suggests that jhana, knowledge, is a sufficient means to moksha, the yoga school suggests that systematic techniques and practice or personal experimentation combined with Samkhya's approach to knowledge is the path to moksha. Yoga shares several central ideas with the Advaita Vendara uh, school of Hinduism, with the difference that yoga school is a form of experimental mysticism, while Advaita uh, Vendara is a form of monistic personalism. So it's a monism is basically oneness or singleness to a concept existence. Advata Vendara and other schools of India accepts, adopt, and build upon many of the teachings and techniques of yoga. So that's the yoga philosophy, right? But let's go back to yoga. Now, let's dig deep. I know this is going to be like a long introduction because after that, I'm going to show you certain images uh, related to yoga so you can have an idea. And for, for those of you others going to be listening to me uh, in a uh, podcast, I will uh, recommend you guys to actually go uh, to the YouTube, uh, the actual YouTube video so you guys can see the images uh, because I'll probably, if I have to describe all of them, uh, <laughs> this stream is going to be too long. So uh, I would really appreciate it if you look in the description uh, box of this uh, stream, you're going to see a link to my channel. And then once you click on it, you're going to go to YouTube uh, and then you see the actual video. So you can look at whatever I'm talking about so you can have a, a clear picture of the different poses that I'll be showing. So let us get to the etymology part. The Sanskrit noun yoga is, de is derived from the Sanskrit root to uh, yuj or yugi. Yuj, yeah, Indian. So yug or yug, okay. Like yugi yo! See, even they, they, they slick, they slick, yugi yo! <laughs> All right, it says the word yug means, check this out, check this out, to a Attach, join, harness, yoke. The word yoga is cognate with English yoke. In the context of yoga sutras, the word yoga means union. Hold up. Wait, wait, hold up. Yoga means what? Union. The question is, 
union with what? With whom? With something, right? The spiritual sense of the word yoga first arises in epic Sanskrit in the second half of the first millennium BCE and is associated with the philosophical system presented in the Yoga Sutra of Pantajali with the chief aim of uniting the human spirit with the divine spirit. Are you guys listening to this? Hello? <laughs> the chief aim of yoga is uniting the human spirit, your spirit, with the divine spirit. But the question is, what is this divine spirit? Hey? Huh? <laughs> now, check this out, right? It says it divine, right? But when I click the word divine, it tells you, watch this. It says, Ishvara is a concept in Hinduism with a wide range of meanings that depend on the era and the school of Hinduism. It says Ishvara can mean supreme soul, ruler, lord, king, queen, or husband. There you go. <laughs> Let's go on. The term Kriya Yoga has a technical meaning in the Yoga Sutras, designating the practical aspects of aspects of the philosophy, i.e., the union with the supreme due to performance of duties in everyday life. Union with the supreme. Who the question is okay, the supreme. We understand what it means. Who is he? Who is her? Who is what? Who is they? The supreme. What? What supreme? Who? It's vague. We need to we need to point that out. All of you out there who are doing yoga, do you understand what you're practicing? Do you understand what you are dwelling into? Because you have to know exactly what you're doing. You can't be doing things out of ignorance. Ignorance is not an excuse of knowledge. Right? Just because you're ignorant doesn't mean you're not going to be affected in your ignorance based on that lack of knowledge. Let me, let me continue. According to Pan, Panini, the term yoga can be derived from either two roots. Yudir yoga, which means to yoke, or yug samado, to concentrate. In the context of the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, the root yugi samado, to concentrate, is considered by traditional commentators as the correct etymology. Uh, yeah, deception. There you go. In accordance with Panini, Vyasa, who wrote the first commentary on the Yoga Sutras states that yoga means samadhi, concentration. According to Daskuta, the term yoga can be derived from either two of two roots, yugi yoga to yoke or yuri uh, samadhu to concentrate. 
someone who practices yoga or follows the yoga philosophy with a higher level of commitment is called a yogi or yogini. So you say yogi can be applied to a man or woman or yogini, which refers to a woman. Uh, and then he says yogini is a Sanskrit term for a female master practitioner of yoga. Uh, it says, uh, yeah, I don't want to do any details. So, like I say, you can get all the term because, you know, just like in politics, you got, you know, the extreme and the radical and all that stuff. So, as you, you see me read, you know, you go, oh, you know, yogi just means to concentrate. Concentrate to who? Concentrate on what? To there's the word concentrate in itself doesn't mean anything. Like it, it's neither good or bad. It's neutral. It's a it's a verb. It's an action. You know, you concentrate. Concentrate, right? But when you are in that, when you're taking that action, every action le leads to a reaction, right? There has to be a purpose. And I just told you earlier, it, uh, the, the, the actual uh, purpose of yoga, it says yoga means to yoke. And the word yoke is English, right? It means to union, to cling, right? <sighs> my, my, my. So... Again, people, you have to uh, <laughs> you have to understand what what you 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 have to uh, what you're practicing, and uh, watch this. Looking at the origin of the way it says a yoke is a wooden beam normally used between a pair of oxen and other animals to enable them to pull together on a load when working in pairs. And then uh, yoke is also old English means to uh, to bond, to connect. That's why he told you, he says the word yoga means union. And he says uniting with the supreme, uh, uniting with the, uh, the, the human spirit, with the divine spirit. Right now, I guess I've had enough of going to yoga. Now, let us get into the images, and I'm gonna give you the story. Hinduism is one of the oldest religions on earth, and it goes all the way back to what we call uh, ancient Babylon. But it's more than just a religion. This all goes back, according to the Bible, the scriptures, it goes back before the flood, the worship of the, the, the Nephilim, who were demigods, like how in uh, Greek mythology, half man, half, half, uh, half, was it half man, half God, half God, half animal, right? Because the gods also dealt with uh they they had a union with animals with certain animals and the the birth you know the uh the the re, was it the result of that those union had beings with animal parts whether it's a head feet 
arms, whatever you can name. Imagine all the quote-unquote mythological creatures that you learn through mythology. You think it's fiction? Think again. Now, I'm going to give you a series of pictures of people who practices yoga so you can have an idea, right? And then I'll show you the picture of the gods of Hinduism and see if you see, if you witness any similarity. Let me show you one picture, all right? What do you guys see? Let me remove the banner so you can see everything. One second, let me remove the banner. All right, I'll show you uh, an individual. Looks like a female doing some weird position. She's she basically uh for those of you <laughs> you have to look at the video. Uh she got two hands down and she's using both her legs to wrap around her left arm while she's doing like she's like on a push-up position, but then she brings uh, her her legs to wrap around like a twist uh or onto her left arm while in a push-up position. Does that look comfortable to you? Huh? Does that look natural? Right? What about this one? She's sitting on the ground, but she's crossing her legs in a weird position while doing the prayer sign. Right? How about this one? What do you guys think? You know, oh, it seems so peaceful. Oh, look at me crossing my leg. Now, some people say, well, there's nothing wrong with sitting like this. I'm like, yeah, I've done, I've done sit like this. You know, some people can sit like this because it's not comfortable to them. You know, they're not used to it, right? Now, for those of skeptics out there, some of the position they'll be doing, it's normal, like meaning when you do exercise, right? You can do it, right? But here's the thing. The, these gods, they're, they're not stupid. They're very deceptive, right? The, the scripture says, it says, uh, you know, Samael, the fallen one, Lucifer, was wiser than Daniel. He's very smart. Remember, deception lies in some truth. So that's why it's yoga is very popular right now in the West because it came under the guise of exercise, which goes back all the way to Greek Grecians. Huh? What do you guys think? Let me show you another one. See, the reason why I'm showing these images, those of you out there who are aware and who have a mind, who who have wisdom who understand knowledge, who know things. I don't even have to explain to you what you're seeing, but you're seeing it, you understand. You understand perfectly. Huh? Look at this one. People do things they have no idea. That's what I say, I'm gonna show you, I'm, I'm gonna finish showing you all these different people from all backgrounds of life doing yoga position, all that stuff, right? Then I'm going to show you the gods, right? And here's a, a, a picture that's showing you the different position. Some people are like, well, 
it's part of stretching, you know. It's I've tried it too, right? Hey, it doesn't hurt, right? And here's another one. I know you guys are like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and then here's another one. And then he's doing the side squat, right? You guys know, like, what if you're doing side squat, like, kind of like in Goku when he's doing stretching before he fights. But look how he's doing it, and look what he's wearing and all this. Other. See, that's what I tell you. Deception, you know. Under the guise of exercise, subliminally, you being injected with a poison. And that poison is what? Some people may say it's religion, but it's more than religion. It's the worship of the gods in you. It's an invitation. It's a gateway. It says union. Yoga is the union with the divine. The question is, who are you uniting with? And people wonder why things in their life happen the way things are. And they don't understand the source. Well, if you've been uniting with a divine being, how do you know the result of that union? You don't know what, who you're uniting with. <laughs> right? Just like in marriage. You'd be like, oh, you know, he was sweet and all, but after we got married, he just... Or she transformed. It's not the same person. What what happened? Because you didn't know who you were uniting with, right? Here's another one. Cross leg and uh, this picture is going to crap. And here's a picture I got from this website where they were basically doing the same thing I'm doing. They were basically uh, exposing the real truth about yoga. And it, it has a picture of this woman doing some weird pose where she's like in a push-up position. And she's bringing her lower part of the body and her legs sideways to the left side, stretching her left leg out, and then bringing her right legs to bring the feet of the right leg to sit on uh, on the right side of her arm as she's sitting on the push-up. And then he has on her head like a, an inserted horn. And he got her having like a smurf face. Like it looks awesome and all that, but it's demonic. And here's another one. Like I'll pull it up, right? She got her face that like some people say, oh, he looks innocent and all that. I'm like, well, I've done some exercises where when it came time to stretch, you know, I'll be like, okay, I'll, I'll pull my knees together, either expose my leg, which is something like this, right? Like I'm just doing a stretch. It's like, the position coincides with things that we may do regularly, right? But here's the thing. The way they give it to you, it's more than just a stretch. That's why I say be careful what you do because you may not know. And here's another popular one. Watch this. Okay. Let's see. This one. It's a HD picture. I don't know why it's not showing it clearly. Oh, man, it was a nice picture. But uh, let me go back to, okay. Yeah, it's a high quality picture, so it was kind of pixelated. But now it looks clear. Yeah, so looking at a, right? For those of you who may not see, in one position, She's doing like a, uh, you know, when you have your knees for uh, like one leg forward, 
like you, you know how you're doing your sit-ups right and like it's like you 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 pull one leg forward and one leg back and then you're bringing it uh the back leg into like a uh to get on your knee position while you stretch our leg forward bends over do like a squat like you know like getting on your knees like uh, kind of like Kaepernick one knee <laughs> so but then it's like it, it you the, the one leg that's in the back extends forward and then you twist your body to the side to the right side where your your left arm uh, crosses over to your right leg that's bended forward and you got your hands together like you're praying and then you're looking to the sky and then there's another position which is similar to like you know when you do exercise where you bend your body forward stretch your your arms to the side but you twist your body like you you guys have to, to see what i'm seeing for those of you listening to the podcast like i'm you, you guys are looking and say well this is just a exercise right this is just stress look at this lady's thing that she's doing I'll, this position i'm showing you guys is it does it look comfortable And this is another popular yoga pause. And these people have no idea what the hell they're doing. Here's another one. That I, for those of you who watch some of the Hindu movies from Bollywood or like some of their religious movies, you've seen the, like some of the traditional Indian dances. You, you guys have seen this pose, right? And... And you you want to want to think to God's love, music, because even I'll I'll get into it. I'm gonna I'm gonna get into it. I I don't really want to get there yet, but uh, we we're gonna get into it. So far, I'm looking at. <sighs> okay, now I've shown you all the different people are here doing the yoga pauses and all that stuff, right? And this is my favorite one because it. It shows you something interesting, yeah. <laughs> I know some men are like, oh yeah, yoga pants, yeah. Mm, mm, yes, yes, yes. But they don't see this, right? Now I'm about to show you the images of the gods that are worshiping Hinduism and see if we can see anything similar, right? Let's get into it. You guys see this? I'm showing a guy with all four arms sitting on a flower, crossing a leg where her left feet is standing on her toes, facing to the side, and then her right leg is crossing over under the uh, the tie of the uh, where her feet touches the the uh, below the the thigh of the left leg. And, uh, you know, you got uh, the hands holding different objects. So, and in the background, you got like a, like a moon, moonlight that, that's doing like a swirl, you know. What do you guys think? Huh? And here's another God. You guys see that, right? See how he's sitting? This guy looks like he has three heads and how many arms? Four arms? 
and he's holding some ob objects and one head is facing us and the other two heads are facing his sides. And then on one of his hands, he's holding something that looks like a, a remote control. One hand is holding beads. One hand is holding uh, some flower. And uh, another is holding, which looks like a, a, a bowl, like a clay bowl. So there's a lot of symbolism in these images that I'm showing you. All right, let me go to the next one. What do you guys think of this one? You got this guy sitting down with four arms, holding different objects, and it has uh, this guy has uh, a bunch of snakes, one around her necklace, one above her hair. Uh, which seems uh, and it, it's showing like some sort of water source coming down which looks like water so it, yeah it looks like it's sitting around waters there's a lot of symbolism and here's another picture that's showing you the different gods it has uh i don't want to see their names because people don't understand words have power. But as you can see, it got different of the main deities. It got what, one, two, three, four, five, nine main deities that he have here mentioned. As you can see, you know, you guys see it? Can you see the names? Some of you, you who, who are into Eastern religion, you probably know who are these entities, right? And here, here's a, a, another picture. It's a statue showing the gods with different position. Some gods got uh, the head of an elephant, the bull. Some gods have blue skin, orange skin, pink skin. So, and then the next one, which is with this the same guy he's in this picture, right? Right? And let me show you again. Got three heads, four arms, and look at the symbol he's doing with his hands. You guys see this? You guys see this? And now some people are like, why? Are you These are the gods you're uniting with when you practice yoga and not just these gods they're minions too they have ministering spirits that are under their, their control that when you do these pauses you're inviting them you're uniting with them don't be fooled just because your yogi teacher is telling you something else doesn't mean it's not what is don't be ignorant so this video is is more for the because those people who are who are aware of this they do it knowingly this message is not for them because they know what they're dealing with right like the messiah say he says we know what we worship right for salvation is of the dude he was basically telling this woman he says you guys are doing practice you have no idea from he said we know what we do 
We know what we worship. The question is, if you're ignorant of what yoga is, why are you worship? Why are you practicing it? Why are you doing it in ignorance? It's like somebody who don't want to build muscle, but he's doing exercise. Guess what will happen? You're going to build muscle. But I don't want to build muscle. Then why are you exercising? Don't. Your actions is going against what you want. You claim to be quote unquote atheist that you say, I don't believe in, I don't practice religious stuff and all that stuff, right? I don't believe in God. But yet you're practicing a religious practice, tradition that honors the divine that you claim to not believe exists. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Here's another picture. It shows this entity, this God, with three, like a bunch of head of elephants. I can't see how many of them, but from from what I can see with my eye view, okay, how many? Let me count. One, two, three, four, five, six heads. It's a six-headed God with how many hands? One, two, three, four. So four arms on either side, and he got one. He got his left, uh, his uh, left, I mean, right foot banded where that this yoga position where he he lands his uh, the foot of his right foot that's raised banded to to land on on a on a thigh. Like a like a lift red cross, like it it, it makes it, it it's shaped like a P, facing right. So maybe I'm not explaining what I'm I'm seeing. That's why I say it will be best for you guys to go on my YouTube channel to see the visual. Um, or for those of you who are really watching the video, you already know what you're seeing. And here's another uh, uh, video. I mean, another picture. Buddha, he got all these entities, these gods. And one of the guys shows you has a a, 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 a a serpent that's circling this picture that has a bunch of heads. And he got all the different deities that I showed you earlier in some. And he got one deity that looks like the monkey king. And he got a tail. And he got a God playing a musical instrument. He got a God holding something that's vibrating. And he got a bunch of cobra circulating. There's a lot of symbolism. These are the gods you're united with when you do yoga. These, these, these are your divine spirits you're uniting with. And look what, what this image of yoga, Buddha is doing. What is he doing? And what, what have you seen in the pictures I showed you earlier? Okay, here's another one. You guys see this, right? This is the image that's on CERN. The CERN ceremony. Oh, yeah. See, maybe by showing you these images, that should bring some kind of questions into your mind. Like, what, what, are, we, what are we dealing with these days? Right? You got to know what you're dealing with, people. You can't be in ignorance. Notice 
this picture that you're seeing can show you this god with a human body, four arms, with um, a a bunch of jewelry and stuff like that. But below her belly is the the body of a serpent. And then with her body of the serpent on her back, he got what? He got a huge cobra-like serpent head with it's like one cobra with how many heads seven heads but united as one so just imagine a cobra right where it has the, that little circle head and then you see the head right but imagine on each of the corner of that that little round circle has other heads making seven heads but he has the form of the cobra and she's holding some snakes in her hands too. Pay attention to the symbolism. These are the gods you're united with. And here's uh, the the description I showed you about the half half uh, a man or half woman, half serpent body with a crown of cobras uh, standing next to another uh, god with four arms and all like... I'm showing you to see the symbolism of what you're dealing with. And here's another picture of a, a Indian uh, God who's uh, ref referenced to be synonymous with the Greek God, Zeus. I believe this is who uh, was his name. Uh, Krishna, whatever his name. So I don't know. Here's another picture, guys. You see this? It looks like a monk crossing its legs, sitting on a serpent, like a cobra that have how many heads? One, two, three, four, five behind it. And it looks like it's praying. So symbolism, they, watch this. They, they, this is what they're telling you. You guys, they talk about the Kundalini, right? It talks about the serpent. This image is showing you when you're in this position, Guess who you're uniting? Those serpents. Yes. That's right. This is who you're uniting with. Oh. Oh, oh, I'm wrong? Well, what did he say about you, uh, yoga again? It's the union of the human spirit with the divine spirit. You can... How can you determine who you're united with when you don't know who you're united with? Do you know which divine spirit you want to unite with? How do you know this position is not uniting with, with a particular spirit that you are unaware of? Because you're opening a gate to the spirit room, right? So how do you know who's going to cross the door? Do you know how many people are standing in line to jump when a, a, a quote-unquote free door opens up? Do you know? Do you know, buddy? Do you? <laughs> uh, Y'all are not ready for the truth. The truth is very bitter. I know some of you are listening to this and say, I'll oh, stop on that crap. This is all propaganda and all that stuff. Hey, this message is enough for the aware because guess what? Those people who practice yoga who are fully aware of what they're delving into, 
They don't need my help. When they actually listen to this, they'll be like, hey, this guy is doing his homework. Or they'll be like, well, hey, you know, this guy, there's some things he don't know that we know. Yeah. Why? Because I'm not, I'm not diving deep in that realm. Oh, hell no. No, 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 no. Like I said previously in my old streams, there are some knowledge you should know. So that's how, when it comes to deception, what they do is they come in deceptively. They don't want to give you the knowledge, but they want you to practice it and delve into it unknowingly. Not to benefit you, to benefit the gods. I don't need to know that they're, they're calling on, on evil spirits for me to quote unquote dive in deep into that religion to actually find it's kind of like, oh, well, you don't know what you talk about. You need to join in and practice so you're going to know. I can know the whole broad, the, the Bible answers all the prayer. It has all the answers. He tells you the worship of the gods, <laughs> the old gods before the flood, the Nephilims. The, the beings that your society tells you are myth, myth, are mythology, they're legends, they're not real, it's fictional, it's man-made, it's a man imagination, right? Look at this. What do you guys think? Huh? These are the divine spirits you're uniting with. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So... If you were ignorant about yoga huh, before this stream, you have no excuses now because I've given you, I have given you what yoga is. I've given you the information. You have no more excuses to practice yoga, not knowing what you're dwelling into. This stream is not to convince you to stop or continue otherwise but to make you aware to know what you're dealing with so that you're no longer ignorant be aware of what you're doing and if you choose to continue so so be it you get what you get and if you know now what yoga is and you choose not to hey you get what you get for not doing it it's a win-win Lose-lose situation for whatever decision you're going to take. I'm just here to give you the information to understand what you're dealing with. Some people say, well, you say it's evil, it's de demonic and stuff like that. So you you basically giving your opinions away. I say, yes. Do you know what the word demon means? <laughs> it means spirit. Hello, Greek. It means power. But how I, I gave the, 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 how I use the word, I use it from a biblical perspective. It talks about spirits that are opposite of what the most I call good. The creator who made it, who made everything. He warns about these beings that they come under the deception. Now watch this. Why would those spirits, right, under that religion not come forward be like, okay, this is who I am, and this is what, what happens? And that's the question you should ask yourself. 
if those if the, uh, the yoga is about uniting with the, the divine why you don't know that divine that you're uniting with why is it ambiguous why you have to kind of be blindfolded and guided to that divine being unaware of who you uniting with why shouldn't you open your eyes and see who you're dealing with why does it have to be quote unquote a secret that that's why you should ask yourself why are you not giving the full spectrum the whole the whole view and then you make your choice if you want think about this if you were able to see those gods that you're going to be united with would you unite with them would you unite with them? That's a rhetorical question. Would you unite with these gods that I showed you earlier, knowing what they are and seeing how they look like? Would you unite with them? Would you? Would you unite with these gods if he saw them? He's like, hello, being mortal. I see you want to unite with me. Give me your all and we will become one and I will give you everything because I am the divine spirit. Would you unite? Hmm? Would you unite with the divine if you could see them? Would you be doing this if you could see who you united with? Would you? Hmm? There is nothing wrong with exercise. That's why I, I need to make sure people don't get confused. But guess what? There is something wrong with this. Oh, yeah. Who are you uniting with? That's what you should ask yourself. And once you know who you're uniting with, hey, you get what you get afterwards. That has nothing to do with me. Now, I've basically talked about yoga. Now it's almost, uh, wow, I'm a, it's almost an hour. I'm approaching to an hour of this informational video that I made. I was debating if I will either stick with this and then bring in the you know, some biblical records to basically prove why I say these are old gods and stuff like that. But what I'll do is I will make a separate video basically bring, bring, bringing uh, a biblical understanding about yoga and I'll, I'm, I'm going to do a live stream where I'm, I'm going to basically stream this video and then allow people who want to jump in who have uh, uh, any opinions about this stream that yoga is satanism in disguise oh yeah it is you are inviting ancient spirits into your life into your temple which is your body and you have no idea how many of them are joining with you 
the spirit lies in your mind. That's where you, your your spirit resides, not your heart. Like because I know other people say, "Oh, my heart." Your mind is the is the realm where these entities will stay. You start having thoughts, ideas that you think maybe your own, but it's not. It's a foreign entity coming in into you, unaware, and you don't know where it will lead you. Be careful what you bring, what you practice in your life, because you don't know what, what doors you're opening. So I would like to thank all of you for stopping by uh, to gain some information about yoga so you won't be ignorant from now on. You have no excuse. And uh, for those of you out there who are practicing yoga in ignorance, now you know what is the purpose of yoga. And you decide. And those of you who are aware already, you already made your decision. You know what to do. Uh, you don't need no convincing because you know what you're practicing. So shout out to you for being aware. And I appreciate everybody who's uh, coming in. If you missed the video, you can go and rewatch it. And before I go, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to subscribe to my channel and check out all the videos that I've uploaded. And for those of you out there uh, listening to me at the podcast, I appreciate your support. Please uh, go to my, come to my YouTube and subscribe also so you can watch the visual of the listening to the audio so you can see what I saw and what the other uh, viewers saw, right? So please like, share, and subscribe, and click that bell so you can get my videos as a as a soon as a soon publish it. And I appreciate your support. And again, guys, I'll leave you with this word. Yoga is Satanism in disguise. Don't be fooled of what you're being told. Do your research, find out what you're dealing with, and stay aware. And don't live in ignorance. Peace. And y'all have a great weekend. Peace, everybody. How's your day going today? This is Fasting is Life. And I welcome you back to another awesome video. And on today's title, we're going to talk about yoga, the involuntary worship of fallen angels. And I'm making this video because uh, for those of you, if you didn't get a chance, uh, to some of you, I'll be publishing a video and some of you will probably see it soon. Uh, the topic on yoga and basically it's a, an informational video where I give you the history of yoga, what it's about, and how it's promoted in the West and its origin and its purpose. So my video I, I, work, I made, it's about an hour long because there is so much to dive into and 
I was cutting edges where I was showing different pictures and stuff like that. But I, I, the first, like I'll say the first 40 minutes of the video, I focus more on the, uh, on the history, the, uh, what's behind the teachings that some people may be ignorant of. And uh, basically, uh, I dived in deep to basically show you the truth about yoga any correlation with scriptures and then that's why i'm choosing to have this actual video where i'm gonna break down according to the scriptures that tells you why i came to the conclusion that yoga is satanism right and i have uh, different scriptures ready and in that video you see i have different pictures but since i'm making this one let me show you some of the pictures that you can have an idea of what i cover about showing you the different position of yoga right so you're gonna have an idea and i basically explain in that video that uh yoga is the worship of fallen angels and then those positions that they make you do is in honor of those gods those nephilim and some people may not be aware of it so they just do it not knowing right what it's about so let me remove the banner and then kind of show you the images of the gods that the people make their pauses in alignment with and a lot of people they love being in ignorance so that you know they're without an excuse but hey that's not how the reality of this world works even when you do things in ignorance you're participating in in a ritual unaware so yeah and uh i'm showing you these pictures before i can dive in in the scriptures and I'll, i'm going to be showing you scriptures that tells you what yoga is about and to worship because people have to understand hinduism is one of the oldest religion on earth and it's it dates all the way back to ancient babylon Right. So for those of you who don't know, ancient Babylon was basically how all civilization relates to their foundation. That was before the language was split. The Bible talks about there was once upon a time where all mankind had one language. We had one way of speaking, one way of, of communicating. Then the gods, a group of gods came down and split the, the tongues into 70 nations. And then those nations went they split apart, they spread out toward the earth, following that God or uh, this divine being who gave them that new language. And those are the, the quote-unquote gods who have led mankind astray through their teachings and worship and idolatry against the, the creator who made them the most high. So uh let's see let me go back to the main picture that has yoga on it and let me bring back the banner yoga the involuntary worships of angels first let me go to the book of john john chapter four get your bibles i'll prefer you getting to king james bible let's go there it says ye worship you know know what we know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. This verse uh, was uh, uh, pronounced by 
the uh, the the Israel are known as Yeshaya, according to scriptures, but the world know him by his uh, Greek or Roman name Jesus. He said the key, the reason why I'm reading the verse, the key way he said he was speaking to a woman. He said, "You worship, you don't know what." There are some people in this world. They're practicing a worship. They have no idea what it's about. Notice he say we referring to the Israelites, the Jews, the Judeans. He say we know what we worship. He's like you trying to do. You trying to quote unquote get into our worship, and you have no idea what it's about. You have this fantasy or this way of looking at things where it's not what it's about. It's the same thing when I talk about yoga. A lot of people. Even when you look it up on Wikipedia and do, you do your research, it tells you that the way yoga got sold into the West was through the umbrella of exercise and pose and all that stuff, right? Because uh, they mix it up with gymnastics. But to a person from the East, right, from India, who is into Hinduism, when he looks at uh, these Westerners, he'd be like, these guys have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> you have an atheist. That's the irony. An atheist doing yoga. A person who quote unquote claim not to believe in any deity. When yoga is a worship, what? What did they say? Yoga is what? The union between the, the, the spirit of man with the spirit of the divine. Are you an atheist? How in the hell are you gonna be how in the hell are you gonna be practicing a quote unquote theistic ritual as an atheist? Isn't that an oxymoron? <laughs> Let me go to the next verse. Zephaniah chapter one, verse five. Let's read it. And then thou worship the host of heaven upon the housetops, and them thou worship and thou swear by the Lord. And that swear by Malcolm. Malcolm was an ancient deity. He was an ancient god that the, the Israelites began to worship. Oh, Malcolm, his own, his, own, his own name is Moloch. So he was known by many names. The word of his name comes from the word Malak, which is a, you know, ancient um, uh, for king. So... The Amorites was a tribe that was known to do a child sacrifice by burning the children to fire to to this god, Moloch or Malcolm. So it's talking about a worship of what what host of heaven, host of heaven in towards the scriptures is a term that refers to. The stars, stars are beings, are living beings, are spiritual beings. But to our physical eyes, we see them as what we call stars. That's another form they take. And you have people who worship this entity. Some of those entities are right here on earth talking about, I'll read some verse to tell you how they came down. And people involuntarily look up in the sky and they worship these things. Instead of worshiping the creator of those things, they're worshiping his creation, the lesser being. 
And uh, let me go to the next verse. The book of Revelation, chapter 19, verse 10. All right, it says, and I, referring to John, because John was in a, he was seeing a vision. And he says, and I fell at his feet. His feet here is, worship, is referring to the angel that came here, angel messenger, Malak, who came to, uh, uh, to give him a message from Christ. So seeing, after seeing the events that he was seeing in his vision, John felt compelled, you know, to worship. Notice the key word, say worship, not to honor, say worship, to worship this angel. And what did the angel say? And he say unto me, see thou doest. Now I say, you better not do it. That's why he basically told me, you better not do it. I am thy fellow servant. Meaning he said, I'm your fellow co-worker. We both workers. We both in the same level. Don't put me any higher than yourself. And he says, and of thy brethren that have the testimony of the Yesha, Yeshaya, or they say here he says Jesus. He said, and then this angel says, Worship God, worship the most high, worship the creator of all. For the testimony of Yeshaya is the spirit of prophecy. So we see here this, and this goes to show you that this is a righteous divine being because this man called john felt compelled to worship this being with who had this glory who you know who had this certain power of him when he felt compelled to worship him this being reminded john he said wait a minute don't do what you're about to do worship god notice he this being didn't say worship jesus either he said worship god Worship the most high. He said, I am that fellow servant. See, we live in, a lot of people, you know, we are mankind. We are quote unquote mortals, meaning we die. But there's something about us. We were created at the image of the most high. This angel, this being from above, told John, he says, I am your fellow servant. We are working together. He didn't put himself above John or below him. He said, we are on the same level. We are working for a purpose. Don't, don't worship me. I am just like you. We are brothers. So according to the Bible, the Bible is telling you, a lot of people are compelled to look at angels as these great beings. I mean, yes, they should be respected, right? They should be honored for their position. But they should not be worshipped. That's the difference. And even the Bible is showing you that even someone who believes can be compelled to worship an entity from beyond our dimension. Why? Because they, they, they're different. There's something about them that energy will compel this, this earthly body to worship. But we shouldn't do that. That's what the, the scripture is reminding us. And that's why when I talk about yoga that a lot of people are being compelled to do what? To worship these beings right here. To worship these beings right here. These entities, these fallen gods that the nations worship, that you're, quote unquote, tricked, compelled to, right? 
that's that's the that's the, the the sad part all right let me go back to the next verse yeah i save all these verses so i can show you revelation chapter 12 verse 7 through 9 what does it say verse 7 and there was war in heaven michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon fought and his angels a dragon is a big serpent and notice in some of the pictures i showed you what does all those gods have in common a serpent around them kundalini do your research verse 8 and prevail not neither was their place found anymore in heaven so here it's giving you a background story about this host of heaven who used to be in the sky but got kicked out they got kicked out and they fell down on this earth and now from from them being amongst mankind man began to to worship them they began to give them glory verse 9 and the great dragon was cast out that old serpent called the devil and satan he goes by many names his name is lucifer some of his name is uh, uh was it um uh, uh yahweh jehovah Amon, uh, uh, Krishna, Vishnu, like many names. Ra, Osiris, like they call him by many names. We could go into details, but we're going to stick with, uh, you know, the topic at hand. Which deceived, keyword, which deceived the whole world. This great dragon deceives every society. He was cast cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. He didn't fall alone. He came down with one third of the hosts of heaven. Billions of them, millions of them are amongst us. Are, some of them are invisible to us. Some of them are visible to us. This is what I'm trying to show you guys. Uh, when you when when you when you watch that video about yoga, you will understand when I show you the images. But here, uh, I'm sticking more in scriptures to basically prove what what I I show you in that video concerning yoga and its practice and, and its origin and the things they're not telling you, you know, because they want to leave you in ignorance. So you you be, quote unquote involuntary give glory to these beings. Let's go to the next verse. First Corinthians chapter six, verse three. All right. It says, know ye not that we shall judge angels. How many times do you hear some people say, oh, we're not supposed to judge. Only God can judge me. But he, Paul, he's reminding the believers. He says, don't you know we will judge angels? And he, watch this. Who, which angels are we going to judge? Are we going to judge the good angel like the one John spoke to who say, don't worship me, worship God? Or are we going to judge the angels who are teaching mankind yoga to involuntarily worship them? Those are the angels we're going to judge. So if we, quote-unquote, mortals are destined to judge them, why are we now giving them glory as greater than us? when we are prophesied to judge them check out the next part it says 
how much more things that pertains to this life. See, Paul is saying, if we're going to be judging angels, what about the little things that are in our life that we should be judging? Meaning, if we're going to have this greater judgment position in the future, how about now? Meaning, there are little things minuscule compared to the judgment of angels that we should be judging. There's nothing wrong with judging. The problem with the scripture says unjust judging is what the Bible is against. People, when they used to, oh, you're not supposed to judge. Okay, watch this. If I'm a thief, why should I judge you for stealing when I'm a known, I'm a known, I'm a known stealer? That's hypocrisy. That's what he talks about. He says, whatever judgment you bring to someone, remember, it's going to be brought to you. You point fingers at others for doing evil things when you're doing the same thing they're doing. That's hypocrisy. But guess what? I don't steal. Guess what? I have the right to judge someone who's a thief. Why? Because he's doing something wrong that I don't do. So I have that right. That's what the Bible talks about. You can't be a hypocrite. You can't be out there telling people not to do something when in secret you do it. There you go. Simple. Yep. That's it. That's that, that. And that's the fight that each and every individual must have not to be a hypocrite, right? Uh, let me go to the next one. I'm trying to move on with these verses quick. Uh, it's a lot of verses, but... This is basically clear, giving you an idea concerning the entities that people are worshiping in ignorance when it comes to uh, uh, yoga and all these uh, Eastern religion stuff that people, you know, are not aware of. And that's uh, and that's the sad part. Sometimes when you bring the truth to people, uh, you bring giving information to people, won't believe you. They, they'll be like, oh, no, I, that's just, you know, your beliefs. And it's not true. You know, you can't prove what you're saying, blah, 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 blah. You know, and uh, you, you can't force, you can't force any information. You can just give it and people have to make that choice to believe it or not. Right. All right. Let's look at Jude chapter one. It's only, there's only one chapter starting verse six going to seven. What does it say? It says, And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chain, chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities are about them, in like manner giving himself over to fornication, going after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. The focus here is verse verse 6, where it talks about, it says, and the angels which kept not the first estate, estate means their habitation, which will go to uh, our next uh, part, which I'll explain to you. That, Like I told you, the gods that were kicked out, they came down in heaven and they began to do things, right? So, uh, let's go to the next, next verse. Colossians chapter 2, verse 18. What does it say? It says, Let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility 
and worshiping of angels, just like John was compelled to do, it's it's like a false humility. We're not supposed to to worship these entities. They are fellow servants, the good ones, intruding into those things which he had not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. It, when you listen to my video about yoga, you understand why this verse I'm reading it to you right now. So this video is a more like it's a scriptural understanding of what I talk about in that video without going into the biblical verses that I'm going to you right now. Because if I would done that, that video would have been two hours long. And you know, most people don't have the long attention span. We live in a fast food uh, society where a 15 minutes video to many people is 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 uh, is a, is too much give me 2 minutes <laughs> and i'll be good give me that fast food come on all right let's go to the next book joshua chapter 24 all right let's go joshua chapter 24 and verse 15 says and if it seem evil unto you to serve the lord Choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So the book of Joshua here, the key word, he says, the gods which your ancestors served on the other side of the flood. Which flood he's talking about? The Noah's flood. Yes. Something happened that led to the flooding of the whole earth that most mythology, they don't tell you. They speak of it, but they don't tell you the reasons why it happened. Why there was a flooding, right? Let me go to the next book, 2 Peter chapter 2, starting with verse 4. Let's read. It says, For if God spared not the angels that sin, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved into judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them in a, in a, an example unto those that after should live ungodly and deliver, lot, and deliver just lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them in seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. Yeah? So you see, in Jude, he talked about the, the angels who are in chains, in darkness, 
in what people call hell, there is a dimension below the earth where those entities are. They're buried under quote unquote famous relics like the Pyramid of Giza, the pyramids of Mexico, and different places. You don't know what's under there, do you? They're never gonna tell you. Huh? All right, let's go to the next book. Um, I'll go was a Jubilee chapter 10. And uh, let's see. We go back to Jubilee 10. Let me go to 2 Corinthians first. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14 and 15. And no marvel. For Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. That's why, if you notice, the people who practice yoga, they come in a, in a word of what? Peace, love, light, open your mind, goodness. So the worship of these uh, beings, right? There's, it's so deep. That's why even me making this video, I'm already approaching 26 minutes. I wanted this video to be sure, but it, you can't just shortly talk about this. You got to go in deep. All the religions are worshiping these gods. They call, they, they're just hiding them under different names. These spirits are real. I know a lot of people, they, they look at spirituality as some mumbo jumbo, some imaginary thing, because Western science was introduced to push atheistic belief to disregard the invisible, that, it, that the physical is affected from the invisible, which is spirituality. That's what they're trying to promote. That's the deception the Bible talks about. They can never come out in the open and say, we're evil, we're here to destroy you. No, that will never work because if they did that, all mankind will wake up. No, they need you to be asleep so they can deceive you. And let me uh, let's go in the book of Jubilees, chapter ten, where it tells you the uh, the origins of these spirits, the Nephilim. And just to give you a background story, the story you hear about the clash of the titans, all that stuff, it's real. What happened is when these Nephilim died because they were not created by the Creator, there are a creation between the angels and the women, the mixed together. Sometimes mankind, uh, like these quote-unquote gods, became females, and then man will deal with them, and that makes sure will bring out who, what you call demigods. Because they were not part of the most highest program, when they die, their spirits cannot go where the spirits of men go in their habitation. So their spirit got stuck here. Right, so after the flood, after all of them got annihilated, their spirits, because there was millions and billions of them on the earth, they began to attack the children of Noah as sicknesses, disease, mental illness, cripple, 
uh, retardation and all the crazy stuff you can imagine, cancer, flu, all diseases, all demons. So what happened is Noah went to the Most High to pray, and it's recorded. You won't find it in the book in the Bible because the Book of Jubilees is one of the extra biblical texts. In the Book of Jubilees, chapter ten, starting in uh, in verse uh, one, it says, "And in the third week of this jubilee, the unclean demons began to lead astray the children of the sons of Noah, and to make error and to destroy them." And the, and the sons of Noah came to Noah, their father, and they told him concerning the demons which were leading and which were leading astray and blinding and slaying his son's son. And he prayed before the Lord his God and said, God of the spirits of all flesh, who has who has shown mercy unto me and has saved me and my sons from the waters of the flood and have not caused me to perish as thou did the sons of perditions. The sons of perdition not only included the Nephilim, meaning the children of the gods, but all of the children of man who began to worship them and follow their ways, which is mentioned in the book of Enoch, which I'll read, uh, read shortly, because uh, there's, it's, it's so deep. I can imagine me just talking for a few minutes, and that's why I'm doing this. For thy grace has been great towards me, and great has been thy mercy to my soul. And uh, let me go down further. It says in verse 5, And thou knowest how thy watchers, the angels, that's, what, that's another name he calls them here in, in the book of Jubilee, the fathers of these spirits, the spirits of the dead Nephilims acted in my day. And as for these spirits which are living, imprison them and hold them fast in the place of condemnation and let them not bring destruction on the sons of thy servant, my God. For these are malignant and created in, to, in order to destroy and let them not rule over the spirits of the living. For thou alone can exercise dominion over them, and let them not have dominion over the sons of the righteous from henceforth and forevermore. And the Lord our God bade us to bind all, and this is referring to the angel Raphael, and the chief of the spirits, Mastima, that's another name of Lucifer, Satan, came in and said, Lord Creator, let some of them remain before me and let them hearken to my voice and do all that shall say unto them. For if some of them are not left to me, I shall not be able to execute my power of my will on the sons of men. For these are for corruption and leading astray before my judgment. For great is, for great is the weakness of the sons of men. And he said, let the tenth, part of them remained before him and let nine parts descend into the place of condemnation and one of us he commanded that we should teach noah all their medicines for he knew that they would not walk in uprightness nor strive in righteousness and we did according to all his words he is referring to the creator all the malignant evil ones we bound in a place of condemnation and a tenth part of them we left 
that they might be subject before Satan on the earth. And we explain to Noah all the medicines of their diseases together with their seductions and how he might heal them with herbs of the earth. And Noah wrote all these things in the book as we instructed him concerning every kind of medicine. Thus the evil spirits were precluded from hurting the sons of Noah. You can read this chapter on for yourself, but I just wanted to point that out. Notice he talked about, ah, man, it's so deep, man. Like, <laughs> guys, with great powers come great responsibility. With great knowledge come great wisdom. Wisdom is the application of knowledge. What you just learn? It's talking about all diseases that we watch this. Noah prayed, right? Let's say there were billions of demons tormenting mankind that were growing with sickness and all that stuff and killing them, right? Noah prayed to the creator. He said, please bind these spirits so they won't kill us. He sends the angel. The angel was about to bound, but Lucifer came and said, well, if we bind these spirits, how can I do my job? My, my time is, I have a limited time to basically do what I'm supposed to do to man. So if you bind them, I, I'm not going to do my job. So the most I told the angels, okay, bind 90% of these angels, I mean, those demons, the Nephilim, the spirits of them in, in, in hell or it's it's a prison. It's a dimension under the earth. That's a prison for those demons. And some of the uh, and some of their fathers are also bound with them, right? That's why I'll give you the verse where it says, "And the angels that left their estate and sin, right? But ten percent of them were left on the earth after during the time of Noah until our current era. Watch this." Look back into history, the evil, the, the murder, all the bad things that were happening, the disease, the murder, like everything evil you could imagine that was happening since then was under the order of Satan, but only using 10% of the demons from before the flood. But we living in a time, check this out. All of those demons have been released. That's why you're not being told. That's why they're calling this the age of Aquarius. We're going to a new era. Why do you think mental illness is a big deal in these days? Why do you think these pharmaceutical companies exist? Why do you think when you take a pill, this is, oh, here are the side effects. This, 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 then this, and this, 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 this. You run, run on the list. It's because these entities are being released. What do you think CERN is? Right? Do you remember this image that was in front of CERN? What were they communicating? See, to the ignorant, they didn't understand. But to, to the wise, they understand what... The whole thing was, it was a portal opening, trying to release them, finding what they use technology. It's not new. It's the old technology that the Nephilim were using. They were trying to communicate to this side, to those scientists, these men, quote unquote, wise men, how to come about 
a way to release them from their prison so they can torment mankind one last time before their judgment under the direction of Mistima or Lucifer or Yahweh. That's, that's what it's all about. I tell you, that's why they don't want you to read the Bible. The Bible reveals you all these things. I know the Bible catch a bad rap in, a, in this society that's anti-God, anti-the most high, a higher. But don't not be fooled. Everything you see happening in the world, it's because of those spirits they have been released. They know their time is almost up, so they want to have one last hurrah before the end. And they, they're, the ministers of Satan are worshiping them. See, you may believe these things are not real, but the people who worship these beings, they serve them with rigor, with pride, and they're relentless. You just a dumb, ignorant human who believe this doesn't exist. You think this is all a joke, a fantasy. But the people who worship these entities, they're not jokes. They're faithful to their gods. What about you? Who are you faithful to? Ignorance? Huh? Wake up, people. Wake up. Do not be ignorant of the times we're in. Do not be ignorant. Do not worship fallen gods in ignorance, thinking you're doing good. Bringing chaos, evil, ancient spirits into your home. That's what you'll be doing. You'll be bringing ancient spirits that your fathers, your ancestors never known. And they bring it to you under the guise of goodness. Like this picture right here that says yoga for anxiety and stress. That's how you've been deceived. They're tricking you. Deception is the way of the gods. That's how they get you. These gods, these beings, they existed before the flood when they were alive in the physical, before being destroyed. Most of them, they killed each other during the clash of the titans. There was a war amongst them. That's why in their anger today, those same spirits, they give up what the spirit of war because of what happened to them. They want it to happen to us. They want us the children of Adam, to kill each other, to wars. That's why I've told you guys in previous streams, war is a ritual. It's a sacrificial ritual to the gods. Which gods? The gods of old, the gods before the flood. These gods, they come by different names. These gods, they come under different names. And then you're worshiping them unknowingly because it feels good it feels good 
under the guise of what? Yoga. That's how you have been deceived, people. That's how they got you good. Let me read last one last book to tell you the origin of these gods, their story, and how they came to be, how they acted, and what happened to them, which you, you heard earlier. But I want to give you the biblical story from the book of Enoch of what happened, how they came to be, how these Nephilim, these demigods came to being and how they gave mankind to worship to different practices. Let's go to the book of Enoch chapter six. And it came to, cat, uh, to pass when the children of men had multiplied that in those days were born unto them beautiful and comely daughters. And the angels, the children of heaven, saw and lusted after them and said to one another, come, let us choose us wives from among the children of men and beget us children. And Semjaza, who was their leader, said unto them, I fear you will not indeed agree to do this deed and I alone shall have to pay the penalty of a great sin. And they all answer him and say, so basically what these words are saying, he wanted to do it, right? But he's like, well, uh, I don't want to be the only one that faced the punishment, right? And then basically the, he made all of his buddies to swear on what they're about to do because they knew it was wrong, but they wanted to do it anyway. So it's kind of like, hey, we want to do, we want to rob a bank. So we're going to, hey, all of us, we all, we all in this together, right? Nobody's going to snitch, right? So let us, hey, let us make a pact where whatever we do here, we're going to die with this. Basically, that's, you know, I'm, I'm using an analogy. So for those of you who don't understand the language he is being spoken as I read, I'm basically explaining to you, it's like people are about to commit a crime. They say, whatever we're about to do, nothing goes out. And whoever goes out, he's going to be punished. We all are agreeing to do this dirty deed. Let's, me, let's read it. It says, let us swear an oath and all bind ourselves by mutual imprecations not to abandon this plan, but to do this thing. Then swear they all together and bound themselves by mutual imprecations upon it. And they were all in all 200 who descended in the days of Jared on the summit of Mount Hermon. Mount Hermon is in Syria right now. And it's no coincidence there's a war in Syria. And they called it Mount Hermon because they had sworn and bound themselves by mutual imprecations upon it. And these are the names of the leaders. I don't want to go into the name of the leaders, like I told you. Names have power. But Semjaza is the chief one. And these names... They're called differently in mythology. That's why I say most of the gods that people are worshiping, it's these gods that fail. And then it says in verse 8, these are the, their chief of, the chiefs of tens. There you go. They're leaders. That's why I told you earlier that one god has spirits under him, you know, the children of the Nephilim. So let's go in chapter 7. And all the others together with them took unto them wives, and each chose for himself, and they began to go in unto them. Go in, wink, wink. <laughs> the Bible got jokes. And to defile themselves with them. 
and they taught them charms and enchantments and the cutting of roots and made them acquainted with plants, splicing and all that stuff, right? But that would be another teaching. And they became pregnant. They're referring to the, to the wives they took, the children of men. So we're witnessing the mixing of different beings, different entities. Mankind, which is one species, mixing with another species, which are angels or quote-unquote divine spirits. And they bear great giants whose heights were 3,000 L's who consume all the acquisitions of men. And when men could no longer sustain them, the giants turn against them and devour mankind. And they begin to sin against birds and beasts and reptiles and fish and to devour one another's flesh and to drink the blood. And then the earth laid acquisition against the lawless ones. And it says, and Azazel, one of the chief gods, taught men to make swords and knives and shields and breastplates and made known to them the metals of the earth and the art of working them and bracelets and ornaments and the use of antimony and the beautifying of the eyelids and all kinds of costly stones. You notice all these gods that I show you, they have one thing in common, makeups, and all coloring tinctures. And these arose much godlessness, and they committed fornication, and they were led astray and became corrupt in all the ways. Semjaza taught enchantments and root cuttings, Amoros, the resolving of enchantment, Barakilel taught astrology. Kogabel, the constellations. Ezekiel, the knowledge of the clouds. Arakiel, the signs of the earth. Samshemiziel, the signs of the sun. And Seriel, the course of the moon. And as men perish, they cry, and their cry went up to heaven. That, 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 meaning continue. But if you have time, you can read the book of Enoch for yourself, which basically led to the the clash of the titans where the gods of old for, uh, their children basically they, they, they stood and the punishment was they're going to watch their children murder each other kill each other in war they're going to witness their quote unquote sin and uh, was a um, scientific experiment be destroyed fail and then after that being thrown into the into the dimension of darkness and be bound by chains to be locked there until the final judgment. And then the spirits of, after the flood, the spirits of those, of their children, they were roaming the earth. And then those who, the mankind who survived the flood, they began being tormented because those spirits were angry. Then Noah prayed to God and God sent who? The angels, Raphael and others, to bind these angels, I mean, those demons. And then Satan came in and pleaded. He said, well, if you bind all of them, I'm going to use them against mankind because I got to do my job. You know, I got it. You know, I was given a time to on this earth to, to do my job, to do what I have to do, to lead men astray. So 10% of them was left to Satan that he was been using for thousands of years. Now imagine, right? That's why the Messiah, Christ, Yeshua, said in the book of Matthew, he says, 
as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. Meaning, just like evil waxed strong when Noah was, was alive, before the flood, the same thing will happen in the season before I return, because time is going to be cut short. If I don't cut that time short, if the Father don't send me before that, before Satan's time is fulfilled, 6,000 years, no flesh shall be saved. Meaning, if those spirits are released and nothing comes to stop them, nobody will be alive if Christ came after the, the, the assigned time given by Mestima. So you see, those spirits have been released if you don't have no idea. This whole thing with this, this world shut down, COVID and all that stuff, it's all part of the plan. But you don't have to believe me. I'm nobody. I'm just giving words. And those who have ears to hear and eyes to see, let them see. Let them listen. As we get more closer to that time, we are really into it. They lied to us in our, the calendar. We're not in 2020, like they told us. This is, the, they call it the Gregorian Julian calendar. But what is the true time? Nobody is telling you. No, they will say nobody knows. You don't think the people who gave us the time and calendar know what the real time is according to the true movements of the stars? You don't think they don't know? They know. But like I said, Satan is a deceiver. They have to deceive you. They have to keep you in the dark. But the time is coming where these gods and these demons, they have no choice but to come out in the open. We will, we, we will see them. The Bible speaks about it. Where it says, Why, what is in the dark will come into the light. Why? To further lean men come to tell the Bill, hey, I'm the guy you've been worshiping all along. Here I am. Won't you accept, accept me now, now that I, I'm, I've shown myself to you? We are not ready for that time, guys. Stop being ignorant of the times we're in. Do not be deceived by the deceiver. Please. Understand the time we're in. I hope this message resonates to you guys. For those of you out there who wants to know the things that are happening. I understand many who hear this message will be skeptical. And I understand you have every choice to do so. But for those of you who want to know the truth, who are about the most like the creator, who want to be saved out of the darkness that are coming, how to survive these gods and their children, their attacks and everything, I hope you pay attention and not fall for the traps. I really hope you don't fall for the traps, guys. Because they are coming. They are really here. They're deceiver. They're very slick. Hey, they're more slick than me. They can trick me too. 
I'm a man. <laughs> I'm not special. Some people may be, no, I'm not special. I'm a man like you if you're listening. They can trick me too. Oh, yeah. I remember I was taking Zumba class, and after the dancing session, our, our teacher had us do yoga pose and stuff like that. I was like, wait a minute. Is this part of the exercise? Once I figure it out that I'm doing yoga, I'm like, nah, I, I, I wasn't doing it. I wasn't doing the whole, no, no. I stopped. I even stopped going to class. I was like, see, that's our deception. They were teaching salsa, Zumba, Zumba, and then boom, Satan slipping in its poison, making everybody worship the gods unaware under the guise of what? Exercise. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, what is my message today, guys? Going back to my original banner. Since uh, I finished reading. My original banner was yoga. The involuntary worship of fallen angels. And the reason I chose involuntary, why? You're worshiping these deities, these uh, divine beings, involuntary. Because you're being tricked. And there are those who voluntarily worship these deities. Because they know who they are. They know what yoga is about. They know what this practice is for. And they do it gladly. With full awareness. But you, the ignorant. Do you know what you are doing? Or you're just doing it just to get along? You're doing it because you want to sound cool when you're praying. Oh, yeah, you know, I do yoga. To someone who's aware, he'll be like, oh, you do yoga? Who is your God? That's what he's going to be asking himself. And then by how you speak, I will know if you are aware of what you're doing or you're not. And these demons, they come in sweet under the guise of goodness. It's all about being Aware of yourself, knowledge of self. Look deep within this passive language and stuff like that. No conflict. It's all about the inner peace. Stand still. You know, they have to talk sweet, like, you know, and they don't like, you know, that the voice of a lion, like the way I speak, the way I'm loud. They don't, and here's another, here's another secret. Spirits, these, these spirits, they're very timid. That's why you shouldn't be afraid of them. Do you know why this the, the uh, Hollywood makes scary movies? You know, before I end this video, you know why they make scary movies? They want to make you feel scared of those beings. But guess what? You want to know who's really scared? Those demons are. They have scared because as a man of God, you have the power to what? To send them back to their prison. That's why they're scared. So they have to trick you to being scared of them. Don't be scared of them. They are weak. Their power lies in deception. They have no power over you unless you are deceived by them and you relegate your power to them. That's the greatest weapon. Their weapon is they have to make you scared of them into worshiping them. 
when you as a man you have power. why because you are alive that's the greatest power you have being alive you have power over them but if you give in you trick you deceive you relegate your power that's how they gain power over you do not relegate your power to them do not do it do not do it you have more power than them and that's the secret they don't want you to know they don't want you to know because they know if you know you can send them back to the prison in the powerful name of the anointed savior the most high is no joke but if you want to have that power you have to believe in him that he is real that he has the power to to send these these beings these worms back to where they came from hell the abyss the darkness the other realm the shadow realm that's it i think i've said enough and hopefully you guys will take heed and renew your mind before i go guys remember don't be shy and click that subscribe button subscribe to my channel stay tuned for more videos some crazy videos are coming i know i know <laughs> stay tuned press that bell button so that way when i upload a video or i have a pre-show you can stay tuned and i'm doing my best i'm i, I want to schedule some interviews with some awesome people uh whether it comes from sports uh health legal matters i really want to i really want to you know i want to make my show more entertaining for you guys it's just that with my job it gets very very busy but uh i want to do uh, i have a lot of surprise for you guys so stay tuned and you know what to stay tuned is to subscribe to my channel on youtube and for those of you guys out there following me on anchor and spotify and stuff like that don't forget to subscribe to the RSS feed. So whenever I post something new, you'll be aware of it. So please like, share, subscribe to my channel and stay tuned to more awesome video. All right, guys. So thanks again. I appreciate your support. Please like, share, subscribe. And those of you who feel uh, um, touched by the message, hey, I do take donations. So as you can see on the screen passing below, Cash App or PayPal, I appreciate it. doesn't matter. And uh, I want to also want to thank all the individuals who surprised me from time to time with some weird uh, message that I'll get my email. Hey, somebody so-and-so donated to you. I'm like, oh, really? Wow, I feel I feel honored. <laughs> you know, just getting a surprise support. So. To all of you out there, I, I do send reply where I say thank you, but uh, I want to use this moment personally to say thank you very much for all your support. You have no idea how motivated it is to actually get, you know, monetary support from a stranger. They probably don't know, but who took the time to not only appreciate your work by pressing that like button and subscribing, but also sending you some cash. So. Thank you very much and stay tuned for more videos.
Peace. And see you guys on the next video. That's right. Hey guys, I hope y'all enjoy the stream. Yeah, I wanted to put all of them together so you guys can enjoy. So I really appreciate you stopping by. I know it's uh, crazy times that <laughs> we're living in. And don't forget, I uploaded some new videos about some vaccine, you know. So check that video out. Um, I was like, I needed to catch on some some news that I never had a chance to report on. Uh, I finally had some time to actually record and actually post it. But uh, I posted the link. I see I have uh, two people watching. I know it's the weekend. Most people are relaxing. But um, whoever wants to join in for a few minutes, they're welcome to do so. If not, I'm just going to end it. Yeah. I think it was good um the stream like when it comes to debunking or uh explaining things that most people are aware of you can get lost in in the conversation so deep that it's like man you're gonna be here for a while and most people out there they don't have the attention span these days so i try my best to uh to explain certain topics but uh I kind of like this, you know, speaking of things that most people are not talking about. Uh, you know, the truth is stranger than the fiction. You know, even this weekend, I was having some conversation with some people. And it's like when it came to the subject of religion, I was trying to make them see that I'm like, hey, if everybody agrees on it, you already know it's it's not uh, correct. Like. The same Bible you claim to uphold tells you that uh, what the, the masses are following is not the truth. It's it's the deception because the truth is hated. So if you have this these big religions and this big organization that have a large following, you already know the truth is not there. Because the truth is going to be discriminated. It's going to be hated on. And, and you know, you're going to get hated from your own family. That's what the Bible says. says the people that have known you, when you actually can see what, what, what they're blinded to, they're going to hate you. You're going to be called weird. You're going to be called crazy, um, a traitor, all that stuff. And you you can see... Even the real world shows you things that speak the truth. Nobody wants to hear. People usually go to what they'll call conspiracy. Why? Because conspiracy most of the time is is a lie mixed with truth. They will throw the, the bait of a little bit of truth to pull you in. But when you get there, they just throw all the mumble jumble. They don't even tell you. They just lead you astray. Keep you like a dog chasing its tail, never, never biting it, you know. And... Uh, Hey, that's hey, I'll tell you. That is the reality of those who know some things that are not accepted by the majority and nobody's gonna pay attention to them. 
and that and it's like at the end of the day it's like man if if i have somebody paying attention to me you know what hey good not for me but for the person to v- the listeners or the viewers it's like hey something in their heart led you to to that space and you're not gonna have a, a lot of uh people who are gonna pay attention and, and that's that is was it the downsize per se of speaking truth to power because most people don't want to hear that think about it if you speak about anything that's entertaining anything that quote-unquote uh, uh keep people from reality you know something that will make them high that's when you're gonna have everybody join you yeah that's that's the whole thing what is popular doesn't doesn't always mean it's good you know, same thing, things that are not popular doesn't mean it's always good. It works both ways. But the reality of things, lies and deception leads many astray in large number. Why? Because it's sweet to the ears. It tickles your ears, you know. And because people want to be deceived, they willingly accept it. I've, years before, you know, in you know, in my my youth and small understanding, I always wonder why certain people, why people around me, they always into things that are quote unquote counterintuitive, meaning things that are against them. But it's like they go back to it always. Like logically speaking, I'm like, why would I want to be in an environment? Why would that allow me to be in a situation that's gonna be against me but i'm doing it anyway and i know and then i have come to the conclusion that people love evil that's don't listen to what they're saying listen to what they're doing if you don't love evil you're not gonna you're not gonna be around evil you're not gonna be uh putting yourself in that environment and it's it's at this point where even after this pandemic people still it's like they know something is wrong they know that something has happened to this world that it, the reality has changed but it's like they're like what's going on what's going on don't you know what time it is you claim to be, you know, speaking about people who claim to be followers of the Bible. You claim to be reading the Bible and you're asking what's going on. Have you not read? And the thing is, religious zealots, uh, the, the lower level, you know, because remember, there's elites who know the truth and the lower class who are, you know, unaware of the truth. Those ones, those zealots, the, those blind zealots, you can't help them. I, I witnessed it yesterday. And the whole thing is they'll pick something that supports you. They'll be like, oh, yeah, see, see? And then they'll tell you, they'll be like, oh, no, no, you, you, want, you don't want to hear me, right? And then you give them the time. And then when it's your turn, they want to interrupt you and stop you. They're doing the same thing they claim that you shouldn't be doing, and then they're doing it. It's like 
and then they get angry. They uh, me, I I laugh at it. Why? Because even when people make fun of me, they say, "Oh, you're the Bible tamper." I tell them, I'm like, to me, it doesn't hurt. You know, use calling me names. I'm like, it doesn't hurt me because I understand free freedom of will. You have made a choice not to believe the reality that we have. And then you're looking at me for believing that, that I'm weird, I'm crazy. And I'm like, hey, that's fine. Why? Because reality is all about perspective. I'm right here in my house holding a phone in my hand. I mean, a mic in my hand and speaking to it, right? This is my reality. So regardless if I tell you, you have a choice to believe you or not, right? Same thing if you're on the other side listening to me. Your reality at that moment, if you tell me I have a choice to believe you or not, we're living two different reality, uh, realities at the same time. Why? Because we are each individual in our own body, in our own mind, having a, an experience that... You know, what we call reality at that moment in time is not the same, but it is the same at the same time. It's, you understand what I'm saying? So it's like my perspective of life will never be the same as someone else. Why? Because I am me. I am this entity within this body. So how I observe reality is going to be different from what I do. Even if we're in the same presence, because when I'm looking at you, I'm seeing you. I can look at myself. <laughs> the only perspective I have is looking outward. I can't look towards me because my eyes is not looking inwards, looking outward. But uh, we're, we're going to come in a time where, and I'm already seeing it. The people, people call conspiracy theorists, they call them kooks lunatics crazy in the head loose loose hands you got your screws loose all these names they call us uh heretics traitors you you you're walking away from the path and all that stuff slowly but surely they start to realize that they're the ones who've been deceived they're the ones who've been lied to the pope came out and just endorsed homosexual marriage. And he's supposed to be the representation, according to the Catholic Church, the representation of God on earth. That's why he's called Pope, Papa, Father, right? But someone who reads the Bible, you go to the Old Testament, you open it, guess what? It seems like he's not the representative of the, the, the father at all. Why? Toward the Old Testament, what did the father say? He said, those who do those things are worthy of what? Death. So he don't agree with it. So slowly but surely, the things we, some of us are here who've been promoting the truth to power, they call us crazy. They say it's fake news and all that stuff. Slowly but surely, the people will start realizing that we were not lying and that they were literally witnessing the clash and the fall of all religions, 
all religions must be destroyed for the new one world religion to be established because the word catholic just means universal right but even that too must be collapsed people they give you movies so you look at it and be oh that's fiction oh you know and if someone tells you say these things they show is it's real the secret you'll be like oh man that's that's a movie why are you why are you crazy what they, they've done a reverse psychology on people why they give you giving you video images to show you that what you see is fiction and that if someone tells you that one day we uh, you know mankind is going to witness it with their own eyes those what we call fiction they will call you crazy cooks man i i cannot wait to days when all the things that people have said in secret they say that the gods will come out in the open and the people will see them and they will realize that all this time they were worshiping worshiping them unaware and they're basically going to tell them say hey i'm here i'm the god you've been worshiping now you see me what are you going to do and record says that millions and billions of people you know what they're gonna do they're gonna be convinced that god doesn't exist why because if all these gods coming out they say well who you thought was this is us there's me and my brothers and my buddies it's there is no creator it's, it's us we run the game now and the whole world is gonna be convinced to what join the club they're going to get all the goodies they, they're promised. But those who will deny, they're the ones going to suffer. They're going to be betrayed. They're going to be rounded up. Why? Because they refuse to accept those who came from the shadows. But to anyone who's going to be hearing this, they're going to be like, oh, here we go. Here's another cook, this lunatic speaking things. But I'm like, you were wearing a mask, right? Did you know that you were going to wear a mask before March of 2020? They told you an invisible virus is out there to kill people. Did you see that invisible virus or did you believe what they told you? So if you can believe what you told without seeing it, right? How can you look at a person who quote unquote believe in an invisible God and you call him crazy? <laughs> Isn't that ironic? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I know it's crazy, right? You will laugh at a person for believing in an invisible God yet you're wearing a mask ruining your immune system because you were told an invisible virus is out there to kill you ah hmm what do you know <laughs> uh well only time will tell the only thing we can do is just let people know so you won't be surprised that's why when this whole thing happened, I, to me, I was just laughing. I was laughing. I wasn't scared. I was just laughing. 
I was like, man, the fear, the power of fear got the whole world shook up. And it's, to me, as a, a person looking from the outside, it's amazing looking in the people's eyes how great, you know, how great of a lie that people are believing. And I'm like, if they can believe this lie, imagine a bigger lie. Because it's it's you know it's like a tease. They're getting you prepared. If you can believe this little lie, imagine a great grand lie. And then that's why they promote about quarantine, isolation. Don't talk to anybody. Don't stay stay away because they didn't want people to to gather and speak like we're speaking right now. To be like, hey, bro. Oh, hey, sis, this thing, man, something is going on. They didn't want people to talk to each other. And you notice that since people started figuring out what it is, now in the news, they're talking about, oh, the cases are going up. The, um, the numbers are climbing up. And I told you guys a few months ago, they're going to shut down the country this winter. They're going to do it. I have articles ready where even Europe, they're talking about that we need to shut down because winter's coming to flu season. We don't know what we're going to do. And I, people, are, they're not listening. If you're in, in, in American states where there are snowstorms, start stocking on food, water, uh, medicine. You know, I have a video where I talk about herbs and stuff like that. I don't usually promote uh, pharmaceutical drugs. Um, you know, build your immune system up with intermittent fasting. You know, maybe one day a week, you just don't eat, you just fast, meditate. Uh, usually, probably do it on the, on the days you're not working. Stuff like that. I'm I'm not telling you what I'm not doing. I have plenty of water in my place. Each time I go to the store, I, I, I buy some water and uh, and I store it. Uh, I buy uh, canned sardines. Look, even right now, I'm on my second day of fasting because I'm, I'm trying to, you know, uh, detox a little bit and, you know, lose some weight in the process. But in my fridge, I have so many food, but it's still there because I haven't had a chance to eat it. Why? Because I'm trying to, you know, I'm in a, I'm a, I'm a detox mode right now. So I have enough food for me. And with this lifestyle, I can go four or five days without eating any food. So when it comes to ration, I'm I'm good. I can do this for three months. No, no, you know, no problem. But to a lot of Americans out there, they can't do it. They can't do it. And me, I'm a bachelor. I'm just be myself, me, myself and I. But what about those who have families, those who have children, right? And you're not preparing, man. You don't, you're doing yourself a disservice. Start stocking. Guess what? I'm not saying that something may happen, but no, it's just preparing us. Let's say they don't shut down the, the, the country in, in the winter, right? But you have a winter storm, power goes out, and you have no power in your house. What are you going to do? Uh, snowstorm comes. Ice, road, you can't drive on the road. You're stuck in your house four or five days. You can't go to work. What are you going to do? See? 
dozens of states are going to be under snow. Some of states, it's snowing right now. It's snowing right now. But like I say, I know this will fall on deaf ears. Not many people are going to listen anyway. Only a few, like some of the brothers who are here. Uh, let me look at the comments. Uh, was a million global. It was here. And the broke genius. And only a few are going to take heed. And I, I hope you guys, are, you know, it, I'm not saying go out there and just drop a thousand dollars. to. No, I'm saying stock on food that you're going to eat. Don't be... Don't be like other people where, oh, I'm just going to buy any canned food. Like, they're going to buy, like, you know, veggies, and they don't even eat it. Like, I buy food that I eat every day. I love corned beef and steak. I'll buy meat. I love sardines. I'll buy it. And it's in a can, you know. You won't spoil. I buy a few uh, vegetables like mango, oranges, and I keep it in a, in a a fridge because I know uh, you know, they can last a few days before they spoil. And, uh, you know, and I'm good. I, when I go to work, I'll I'll take some food with me. If I'm going to eat that day or if I'm fasting, then I'll stay from food. Stuff like that. We can only do so much, you know. But it's always good to be prepared. But not everybody is going to listen, and that's okay. But hey, those are gonna listen. You you're gonna be like, man, I'm so thankful. Like toilet paper. Remember, they had restriction toilet paper. What got sold out? So I'm like, hey, do everything that like. When I go to this, when I go to Walmart, there's no restriction on how many bo- uh, bucks of water you can buy. They don't. They're not saying anything. I'll go there. I'll buy four or five. They're not saying nothing. They're gonna scan it. Tick 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 tick. You go there. You buy uh, rolls of paper towels. There are no limits. And I already started noticing that the, the toilet paper aisle started to be empty. They're not refilling it. And Thanksgiving is next month, right? Those stuff like, uh, you know, like uh, dinner uh, items like paper towel, plates, plastic forks and all that stuff. Better get it now If for those who celebrate those holidays. I don't. But start getting those stuff now because they're going to be sold out. They're gonna be sold out. You're gonna be looking dumb. You know, you have a party with Thanksgiving and you have no plates. People have to use their hands to eat the chicken. <laughs> so, I hope you guys take heed. Uh, you know, but that's okay. I think uh, that's enough little uh, tips for this winter. Um, those who have more questions and stuff like that, you can always ask. Um, I have plenty of videos that I've made. I'll do more videos like regarding cancer and like I want to go back to health related stuff. But uh, it all depends on if I have time. So I want to thank everybody who stopped by to watch the stream, the two streams I shared. And I really appreciate it, you guys. Be safe. Don't stress. I know some people they are not playing right now. Don't stress. Everything is going to be all right. Just endure and don't stress because more stress you put on you, it's, it's, it's detrimental to your health. Just, just know that, hey, things will get better. You know, you had, there was a one time in your life you didn't never had a job, right? 
So if you don't have a job right now, that guess what? Life doesn't stay the same. It changes. So you'll be okay. Things will get better. And if you have that 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 mindset, your anxiety is gonna be non-existent. So I really appreciate you guys stopping by. And uh, one more last time before I go, if you're new to my my stream, my channel, please like, share, and subscribe to my channel. And stay tuned for more videos. You know. And uh, I appreciate y'all. Uh, hopefully, the topic uh, was uh, interesting to you. And uh, may the Most High, the Creator of us all, bless y'all this weekend. Be safe. And uh, when you go to sleep tonight, pray to Him that you're going to have uh, the breath of life in the morning. Because uh, that is one of my prayers. That every time I wake up, I'm thankful I have another day. Because millions of people are there, they won't wake up tomorrow. So, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Shout out to everybody in the chat. And I'll see you guys on the next stream. Peace and blessings.